Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the podcast. I'm your host this week, Stephen Radford, and I'm joined as always by Pixel Park. Hey guys. And John Cartwright. Hey. How are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Should have introduced him as a Jigglypuff fan. Was Jigglypuff fan, <laughs> fan X12, yeah. yeah. My alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this week we're talking Resident Evil 5 and 6, um, some other stuff, and uh, some sales figures. You can tell when Pete's away, the, the show just goes to shit. You don't have quite <laughs> the same enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's like, hey guys, this is happening. And you're like, hey guys. It's because so. Pete does a line of coke before he does the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing um, a few games I've had to cover. So I've, I've recently did my review for Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD, which okay. is a game I never particularly enjoyed on the Wii, and I still don't really particularly enjoy it on the Switch, <laughs> surprisingly <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> what, what is it about the game that's no good? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically the game that killed the Monkey Ball franchise. So someone at Sega thought, okay. like, hey, let's bring it back. <laughs> that could turn out well. <laughs> let's kill it twice. Have you guys played Monkey Ball at any of uh, the entries? I vaguely remember playing it on, like, was it GameCube or Dreamcast or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've played the original GameCube version. That's the only one I've played. Right. I mean, that's basically the only one you have to play. Monkey Ball 1 and 2 on GameCube are easily some of the best um, sort of puzzle platforms you can play. And then every game after that is just, it's, it's from mixed to outright bad. And Banana Blitz was just the game that started that that decline. So I have no <laughs> idea why they thought it'd be a good idea to remaster it. <laughs> and like, the worst part is, is they kind of made it worse. Because there, there were 50 minigames in the Wii version. None of them were good, but there were 50 of them. And in the Switch version, they cut 40 of them. So you have... I mean, there's, there's technically less bad stuff, but it's still bad stuff. <laughs> oh, I wonder who made that decision. These are really <laughs> bad, so let's just get rid of them to make it a bit, bit less <laughs> worse, maybe. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I'm just baffled why they thought to bring this back in the first place. And they add Sonic to it, as in classic Sonic, um, to sort of spice things up a bit. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of interesting, but it, it feels like a, it's just a move they made to kind of try and make things a bit more interesting. And it didn't really work. Did they put him on the cover? Was it like a marketing? There was a trailer for him, but he's, uh, he's not, I don't think he's on the box art though. No, I should have snuck him in there. Yeah, just yeah, don't have any of the monkeys, just Sonic on the <laughs> on the front box. <laughs> so, not going to get a good review from you? Well, you've already done it, so... No, no, it, it's one of our lower-end reviews. But um, that's just one Sega game I've been playing. I've been playing another Sega game, being Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, which is a hell of a long title. I mean, that's how pretty... Early, considering the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games aren't until, like, what, next June? Yeah, as in they're, they're 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the embargo's weird for this. So our review is coming on the 5th. And right now I can talk about the first hour of story mode, which is just so, like, that could be anything. I mean, I, I could just speed through the game and play that first hour. Because um, it's not a particularly long story mode. <laughs> You're saying before, it's all right, though. But, um the Japanese release is, like, out before your embargo, too? Yeah. So. Yeah, the J- Japanese release is out in, I think, like, 15 minutes. So okay. <laughs> we can technically buy that version and just say that we're talking about that one. But uh, the, the story mode is it's kind of strange. Um, so the, the gist of the story mode is basically Marion, Sonic, and Eggman, and Bowser get sucked into a retro universe, and then um, Tails and Luigi have to save them from the retro universe. So it's, it feels like it was slapped together. Um, 
and it basically is slapped together. <laughs> it's just super weird. Um, but the actual game itself is pretty much just Mario and Sonic. It's not too different to the other entries. Is it fun? It's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, it's. I wouldn't say the other ones were bad either. But one area where it's lacking is they don't really have dream events in this one. Like, there are three dream events. <clears throat> and in the previous game, the dream, the dream events kind of... Um, they were the flavor of the game. Like, they sort of combined the universes of Mario and Sonic and made the events more interesting. Whereas these ones, they don't really do that. So the, the core game's fine, but it doesn't really have the identity that the other ones had. I still can't get over you calling Eggman. It's always done to to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually do call him Robotnik, but in the game itself, even when it's in the classic form, they still they call him Dr. Eggman. I've just kind of gotten used to that now. Dr. Eggman. So <laughs> much less threatening. So what are the dream events then in the current, or the 2020 release? Um, so there's dream racing, where you're sort of skateboarding down this giant slope, <clears throat> and I think it's based on a, a level from Sonic Heroes. That one's okay. That's not too bad. Then there's dream shooting, where you go around with... Everyone has a gun, and they just, they just start shooting each other. Well, even, like, the Nintendo characters. Yeah, even the Nintendo characters. Even, like, Yoshi can have a gun. Yeah. Um, and then, what's the other... Oh, the other one is... I think it's Dream Karate, where you're in the Mushroom Kingdom from Mario Odyssey, and you basically just punch each other, and um, every single time someone lands, the, the tile that they land on changes to your color. So the objective is just to kind of make every square your color. So, like, they're, they're all fine. But there's just not really enough of them compared to past entries. Because I, th I think the Wii games had like 10 or 20 dream events. So this is kind of a step back from that. Seems to be a uh, trend at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I wonder if like part of that is they're planning DLC or something? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, we, we thought that with Mario Party and then nothing came. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's These that's guys true. got like six months, you know, before the Olympics even start to add, add extra content, uh, so. <laughs> I, I was devastated about Mario Party, like four yeah. boards and that's it. Are you still it's holding like, out for new boards? It's not happening now. Yeah, what did it sell? Did it sell seven million copies, Super yeah. Mario Party? Which is nuts. Yeah. And they did nothing with it. Yeah, crazy, I, I, I suppose their incentive is they'll just do it in the next game because it's kind of like an annual franchise at this point. Yeah, I kind of it kind of just felt like this was the time to just stop with the annualization. They mm. they kind of changed the name to Super Mario Party from just Mario Party one to ten, and then sure. they did nothing with it. They added some cool new stuff, like I really loved the rhythm stuff, but I kind of wanted more of the traditional Mario Party experience. Mm hmm. It is like it is still a step forward from like nine and ten though. Mm -hmm. At least they they are taking strides to. Well, you're not in Mario a car and go around the board together, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and Resident Evil Five, you've been playing, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think this is one of our news topics in a bit. So Resident Evil Five and Six got gyro controls, and uh, this on its own, I believe, makes it one of the definitive versions of Resident Evil Five. I'm okay. not a huge fan of Resident Evil 6, and never really have been, but 5 with Gyro is so, so smooth. It's just, it feels really good. And I'm baffled why 4 doesn't have them. It's so weird. Yeah, 4 seems to be the definitive one that everyone goes to as well. Mm -hmm. um, didn't 4 come out on the Wii? Yeah, so 4 had a Wii edition. So and it already the controls has the motion so stuff. <laughs> right, yeah, the controls in Resident <laughs> Evil 4 Wii edition were almost too good. Like, it made the game... Almost too easy because of how good they were. Maybe that's why they're not in. So this is too maybe, good. Maybe. Yeah. 
<laughs> that sounds like Capcom. <laughs> the best thing was, I think you tweeted it. You had um, all three Resident Evil like, menu icons on your screen. And it's like five, six, and then four just has like, a completely different icon. Right, yeah. Five and six have the logos, whereas four is just like Ashley and Leon, um, just like on a blank background. <laughs> so bad. Such a step back. Yeah. <laughs> How, how's the game, aside from the gyros, then? You're, you're enjoying it? It runs well on Switch? Yeah, it runs pretty well. Uh, it runs pretty much in line with the last-gen versions. So it's 30 FPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few frame rate drops, but nothing too noticeable. And I think it's 1080p now. So it's, kind of, it's like a nice compromise between last-gen and current-gen. Okay. That's good to know. Mm. You're not a fan of Resident Evil, are you, Pixel? I've, I remember playing one on PlayStation 1. Um, I, don't, okay. I don't know which Loved one it was. a while was. back. <laughs> And that, that did it for you. Like, you were like, no more. <laughs> oh, I can't even remember. I was walking around, like, outside something and went into a building. That's pretty much uh-huh. all I That was, like, 20 years ago, man. <laughs> Probably Resident Evil 2. So you then. went into a building and yeah. you said, this franchise is not for me. <laughs> I'm out of it. Yeah, so, so, this building's not good enough. Was it the fact that you couldn't move <laughs> and shoot at the same time that put you off? I, I don't even remember the game, to be honest. I just remember that <laughs> intro scene. For all I know, it could have been one of those PlayStation 1 demo discs. I, can't, I honestly can't remember. Give Resident Evil 2 a try, the remake. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is that the best one? Like, no, we've got yes. 5, 6, and 4. In my opinion, it's the best one. It's up there. I'll, I'll say 4 is still my personal favourite, but the two remakes just fantastic. Okay, maybe I will try it. I'll give it a second chance after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> there are still buildings in this. What did you What did you think of 7, John? Uh, 7 was good. It, it was a nice return to form after 6. But I, I didn't really replay 7, though. I had fun the first time, but I didn't really go back to it. I just couldn't get in with the first-person perspective. It just didn't feel like Resident Evil to me. Yeah, I can get that. The, the puzzle-solving um, definitely felt like it was a return to form. Because I guess 4, 5, and 6 didn't really have any puzzle-solving. Yeah. So th- that was a nice sort of gesture. But I can see where you're coming from. It, it felt more like... Almost like more like PT than Resident Evil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but but it's not the franchise that I've, right. I've yeah. been buying into for like decades. Mm-hmm. So that's the one to avoid, anyway. is it? No, Seven's just different because they it was the first one they did as first person. You could play it in VR. It's not like other Resident Evil games, in my opinion. Okay, mm. I guess that's not on Switch, right? No, it's not. Well, it is on Switch in Japan. You can play the Cloud Edition. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Did they put Lab OVR support in there? <laughs> oh, that would be cool. <laughs> um, uh, but that's the only place you can play it. Damn. But you've been playing Ring Fit Adventure, right, Pixel? So are your arms, like, really sore today from all that squeezing? Oh, I didn't actually play last night, so I've only played one night. <laughs> that's how invested I am. But, um, no, it's good. I think, John, you've played it, haven't you? I have, yeah. Did like it's really intense. Yeah, there's so much more of a workout than I thought it would be. Like I, I've only done like the first level, which is like the first like world, which is like baby steps. You know, first three levels, and you get to like a boss encounter. Um, mm-hmm. But I was genuinely dripping with sweat after I'd finished. Yeah, and I'd only been doing it for like 15 minutes, so I was, right. I was quite surprised. I mean, I'm someone who doesn't exercise that often, and going into this was just so jarring. Because <laughs> it looks like it doesn't um, work you that much, but then you play it for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and you are sweating. Yeah. It, it really does push you hard. And the first time I played this was at a Nintendo uh, preview event, 
And everyone else sort of went into their own rooms. And they pulled me aside and said, hey, can we film you playing this? Oh, and foolishly, I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh. I, didn't, I didn't think it'd be that bad. So they have, they have footage of me somewhere where I'm just dripping in sweat, just sort of out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what they're doing with it because it's still not up yet. But and at some like, point, I have a towel, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at some point, there's going to be some humi- like humiliating video of me um, playing Ringfit for the first time. <laughs> Jeez. Have you tried out the mini games like the was it Squattery Pottery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> some ridiculous ones in there, but I really enjoyed it, and I am gonna keep. Like, I was gonna play last night, but I was knackered. Um, mm-hmm. but I'll play again tonight and my aim is to kind of do like one world a night until I finally cave in and say you know this is too much for me have you done the Drago boss fight yet? is that the third level? Uh, yeah I think so when you're fighting the giant yeah the first time dude. you meet him and you have to yeah and chip away at his head. I was uh-huh. just there like please end soon please end soon this game makes me hate squats like you, you unlock more moves over the course of the game but you start off with like four squat moves mm-hmm. and your thighs will just be burning by the end the squats are okay for me that was fine it was you know when you have to hold the ring above your head uh-huh. and squeeze it like the first time i did it, i was like oh this is really easy i'll keep choosing that one when i can and then at the mm-hmm. final boss fight and the second time i was doing that <laughs> i was like i instantly regret doing this uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> Are you going to pick it up, Steve? Is it something that interests Absolutely you? Absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I'll let you and Pete just kill yourself playing that game. It's fine. <laughs> I was talking to Pete, and I was like, have you done any exercise recently? Because he's just got the game. And like, he's like, no, no, I've not done any this year. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> have fun, mate. Because like, I, I barely do any exercise, but I'm in all right shape. And mm. it absolutely destroyed me. No bad. <laughs> Maybe I should go to the gym instead. That might be less work. Uh, more expensive, though, you know, when you could play video games or go to the gym. They're your options. <laughs> I could take my Switch to the gym. I could play a bit of Zelda while I'm on the treadmill. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been playing this week, Steve? Ring Fit Adventure? I, I've, I, I've, I've played some Zelda, but we're not going to talk about Link's that because I'm still playing that game. Still. Yeah, I'm still playing Link's Awakening. I don't know how I've managed to eke that game out over, like, so long. What dungeon are you on? I need a progress it's, update here, because you've been playing it for... Uh, I've just finished the the watery one. Isn't that like the third dungeon? Four, third, third, third or fourth, or four. yeah. yeah. I know. I'm, I'm really not doing well, Joy. I'm really not doing well. <laughs> the angular one. The angular one, that's the one. Oh, uh, What did you think of the boss fight? It was fun. How was the boss fight for you? It was hard, but it was fun. I cheated and looked up how to do it online. I've been <laughs> cheating all the way. does just float around. I don't think it really attacks you. <laughs> My favourite boss fight is still the one where the person splits in two and like you like kind of up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's pretty the best good. one so far. But I don't know. I um, I don't want any more spoilers because I've heard so many from mm. you pick from Pixel and Pete, so Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've been playing Picross. I bought Picross. So it's the first time I've ever played Picross in my life. Do you understand it? I bought Picross and I could I just couldn't get into it. I didn't, but then the person I've been dating apparently is a huge Picross fan and I had no idea. And I was playing it on the sofa and they were like, Oh shit, I love that game. And they've been playing some shitty mobile version which like makes you pay <laughs> coins and gems and like do all of this horrible shit. You finish one and then you have to pay coins or wait or watch an advert for like twenty minutes before Oof. you play the next level. So uh, we've just been playing we've just been playing Picross on the Switch. It's been, it's great. I didn't understand it until like, they explained it, and I did some of the tutorials, and, like, the numbers just made no sense at the beginning. 
but mm-hmm. I've slowly got better until it got to the one where there's like I got to a level um, and they turned off all of the assist features for you. It's like you have to do this one on your own with no assist features, and I'm like, oh shit, this ain't gonna end well. <laughs> it took me ages to do <laughs> because usually when you hit like uh, a wrong square, it puts like an X in it that you, you uh-huh. got it you got it wrong. With the none of the assist features on, none of that happens. So you're just left guessing and figuring it out. But it's kind of like Sudoku, so I think if you're good at Sudoku, you will be good at Picross. Is this the one that, um, I think it was a 3DS, you got like a free Picocross Twilight Princess thing? Oh yeah, right. That was a Club Nintendo thing, I think. Yeah. Was it my Nintendo? One of those It two. was Club Nintendo then, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I just kind of, I bought Picross on the Switch a couple of months ago, booted it up, and just thought like this this there's too many numbers here. I don't understand what's going on. So I never played it again. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm enjoying it. It's nice to just uh, do like one level before bed. Uh-huh. And the pictures don't look anything like what they say they do. Yeah. It's like this is this is some some waves or this is the northern lights. I'm like, no it isn't. <laughs> some squares on a grid. <laughs> what about you, Pixel? Have you ever played Picross? Well the only experience I've had with that Club Nintendo reward thing, and I just didn't get it. You know, I, oh, I don't get Sudo- Sudoku though, so well, that kind of stuff. Oh, just I like, love Sudoku; it's great. Yeah, it's like I like challenging myself, but it's you know doing the same thing but slightly different over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. See, I'll probably get Doctor Kawashima's brain training if it's got Sudoku on it. I think it does. I think they've already confirmed it because that's all I played on the on the DS when I had that game. I played mm-hmm. so much Sudoku. Uh, so the first news story this week was Resident Evil 5 and 6 getting Switch launch patch adding gyro and motion controls that we've we've already spoken about you've ruined it already you've ruined I'm it I'm sorry <laughs> but they they feel good they're good motion controls unlike some games I know some people uh, I think it was Doom they had, some people had issues with the motion controls on or maybe Fortnite mm-hmm. yeah they're pretty great. great I mean the thing is with Resident Evil is you're not always using gyro it's only when you're aiming so it kind of recalibrates itself all the time. So there okay. aren't really any issues you can have. So yeah, it's kind of kind of perfect. And then next up, Call of Juarez Gunslinger, announced for Nintendo Switch, launches in December. Um, so this is a, a port of um, of an older game, right, Pixel? Uh, I believe so, and I'm glad you pronounced it, because I've always called it Call of <laughs> Juarez. <laughs> I think that's what I've always called it too. I feel like this entire segment is just going to be us saying this is a video game. It doesn't sound like any of us know what this is. <laughs> it's, 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 wow. kind, it's kind of the closest we're going to get to Red Dead on Switch, I think. Hey, no, don't say that. I want the original Red Dead Revolver on Switch. Not even Redemption. Oh, I'll go for Revolver. <laughs> and they could get that on there. That's a that's an original Xbox. <laughs> you say it up like, oh, it's easy. Just chuck it on. Just press the port button. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> They got L.A. Noir on there. Why couldn't they get Red Dead Redemption on there? Didn't that have like serious issues? It worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it had really bad frame rate issues. <laughs> it crashed for me right at the ending, and I had to repeat an hour's worth of gameplay, but it was fine. Oh man. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Call of Jerez, however it's pronounced, um, is coming to Switch, and it's got some enhanced Switch bits, so motion controls and HD rumble. Ooh. This is one that's been on your radar. Yeah, for about five minutes. Wow, okay. When you, about when you wrote the article then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, bigger news this week, Metro Prime 4's team secured the artist behind Halo Spartans. So they've they've hired 
one of the members, uh, one of the team members from 343 Studios, Carl Heffley, as the new lead character artist over at Retro. It's impressive. Um, I've, I'm not a huge fan of 343's Spartan designs outside of Chief. I find a lot of their multiplayer designs are a bit too over the top. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how they focus down on Metroid. Because I think they're kind of inconsistent from what I've seen. I think it's nice to maybe see that this is the direction they're going in. So more of a realistic, more adult kind of mm-hmm. direction. But I would hope they don't just copy Halo. And they kind of yeah. use <laughs> experiences to do something Samus a little bit is different. green now. <laughs> yeah, he now plays Master Chief. <laughs> yeah. It'd be interesting to see some of like the enemy designs and stuff. If they kind of go in a slightly different direction now with him on board. Or whether they kind of stick mm-hmm. with the, tra- the traditional kind of Metroid enemies. Mm-hmm. I suppose Retro Studios has always been um, compiled of a bunch of different uh, employees. I mean, they have, they have a lot of ex-Naughty Dog staff on there. So it really, I, it I don't think it really matters who you have on board. It's more the direction that they go with. Like Nintendo is always going to be sort of pushing this in a different direction to what Naughty Dog would or 343 would. Yeah. Do you think they're kind of under pressure at the moment based on, you know, like the Bandai oh, yeah. Namco failure? I bet so, yeah. I, I wonder where they are, though, because their jobs page is still pretty rammed full of, full of wants. Like, they want an art director, a lead graphics engineer, senior designer, mm-hmm. environment designer. Could be a case of just trying to get as many people on board as they can so they can spin it out faster, you know, get more manpower, maybe, maybe finish it earlier than expected. Hmm. It is kind of a trend for Metroid Prime to go through struggles, though. Like, the first Metroid Prime had a ton of dead ends in its development, and it eventually turned out being one of the best games ever, so it'll be fun to see how this one turns out. I'm still waiting on that port of the trilogy, because I still haven't played Metroid Prime. I have a theory that it's it's done. I think they're just waiting to release it. Like, why release it now when Prime 4 so far away? It's, it's like with New Super Mario Bros. U. I feel like that game was probably done ages ago, too. And they thought, hey, let's just sit on this, because... There's no need to release it right now. Let's release it at the start of the year. But I didn't get that either because it was like, let's release new Super Mario Brothers U and then two months later, let's, yeah. release, let's release Super Mario Maker 2 because people uh-huh. haven't had enough 2D Mario this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's justified though because it sold, what, four or five million units? Yeah. Jeez, now you're spoiling the main topic too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd completely frozen for a moment then as well. And then you, can, then you come in with your little hot, hot quip, yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> uh, so next up, Merge Games celebrates their 10th anniversary with a huge Nintendo eShop sale. So this is this is worldwide. They've got a load of their biggest titles on sale, such as Aragami Shadow Edition, Battlegroup 2, uh, Riot, Sparklight, Vaporeum. Um, so if you're a fan of any of the Merge Games uh, games... And head over to the eShop, and the the sale is the sale is on until the seventeenth of November. I'm really annoyed they didn't put Moonlighter in it. Mm. Is that a Merge Games game? It is, yeah. Yeah, Moonlight is great. It's probably the best game they're publishing. That's like Aragami, Aragami. That's pretty good. Aragami Shadow Edition. I've not played that yet. Uh, It's it's similar to Thief you said before, right? Yeah, sort of. It's got two player in and stuff. It's like Tenchu, kind of. I think it was Tenchu, that one where you ran across the roofs as a ninja on PlayStation. I remember, yeah, I remember uh-huh. that, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. I kind of want a new Splinter Cell game. That's what I'm That's what I'm angling for at the moment. Weren't there rumours of a new Splinter Cell? Um, I, th- I think it was Walmart Canada 
at yeah. last E3, they listed a new Splinter Cell. Mm. It just wasn't announced. Which, considering Walmart Canada's previous track record, it would seem yeah. that it's, it's probably That's the best leakers. It's <laughs> probably one guy putting them in by accident, and it's like, if I put this in, maybe I'll get a new one, so I'll add that in too. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Pokemon Sword and Shield file size uh, cloud and controller support has been revealed on the eShop. Um, so the game Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming in at 9.5 gigabytes, um, which is smaller than the 10.3 gigabytes spotted in um, the download cards in Japan. Uh, but it doesn't have save cloud data support, just like Let's Go didn't, and just like most games don't seem to. I really don't know why they bother <laughs> doing it. <laughs> but we do get to use Pro Controllers, finally. Yeah. Which is good, yeah. Do we know if you can use the ball thing? You, I, I you wasted can't use the Pokeball six. Plus, Okay, no. so I'm so glad I wasted loads of money on that for Let's Go. That, that's you can take you, got, my... you got Mew. Isn't that <laughs> worth it? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can take your Pokemon for a walk or something with it, can't you? You just can't use it as a controller. Yeah, you can use it uh, as a Pokemon Go Plus, essentially. So it will connect right. to Pokemon Go on your phone. And you can then get level up your Let's Go people yeah let's go people <laughs> it's like the sequel to let's go pikachu and <laughs> let's go Pe- let's go people <laughs> uh i think one thing i read um was that you can also redeem mew if you have a pokeball but it sounds like you have to have a brand new one again to get mew on oh, great so i don't think mm-hmm. if you've already redeemed it and let's go you can't <laughs> redeem it again in sword and shield i'll have really? to wait for the pokemon bank then yeah that's so strange. You have to buy another one, Steve. No, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, you, you guys are happy then that you can play with controllers? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It'd be hard without. Well, you know, that's in not just Joy-Cons, Pixel. Not just a one Joy-Con setup. It, it would be cool to play a, a proper Pokemon RPG with a proper controller. Yeah. And it, it was strange that Let's Go didn't support it, because in handheld mode, there were physical buttons you could use, but in docked mode, you had to use a single Joy-Con. So it was strange you couldn't use a Pro Controller and like mimic the handheld controls. That was that was 100% just so they could shift those Pokeball Pluses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I bought into it. <laughs> <laughs> Every damn time! <laughs> we've We've spoken in length i think on the last episode about how i'm not that excited for pokemon but pete and pixel are where are you sitting on the pokemon hype train at the moment john right now i'm actually feeling pretty excited for it it's it's been a while since sun and moon but they were 2016 2015 um it's been like three or four years now so to go into a new generation of pokemon is pretty exciting and in my opinion everything they've shown so far from the actual pokemon designs I don't think there's been a bad one. Like, I love Wooloo. I love the starters. I love... Um, what was that one called that, that, that turns yellow? Um, Morpeko? Something like that? Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love all the new designs. I, and even the human designs look really good. And I think just the fact that it's based on the UK as well is kind of appealing to people who live in mm-hmm. the UK. Um, so I'm not, in, I'm not on the doom and gloom for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I, th- I think it looks pretty fun. Um, I wouldn't say it's like my most anticipated game of the year. But I'm pretty excited to give it a go, though. What are you more excited for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, ah, It would have been Doom Eternal, but not okay. anymore because Doom Eternal has been delayed. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure, actually. Like, I guess the big stuff of the year has have kind of been released at this point. Um, yeah. So maybe it is Pokemon Sword and Shield. What's your game of the year so far? 
Tetris 99. Really? <laughs> I I have played 130 hours of Tetris 99. Oh Jesus. It is, it's my go-to chill-out game. I love it so much. On March 20th, 2020, are you going to be getting Doom Eternal or Animal Crossing? Mm, I'll probably end up getting Animal Crossing. <laughs> I think I might be waiting for the Switch version of Doom Eternal just for, like, coverage. Okay. But it's it's so close because Doom Eternal just looks fantastic. Yeah. And and um, I can't remember what I was to say. We're doing really well today. <laughs> we Pete, Pete, you should have been... Shove the jingle in. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to out this week. Um, out... As of day of recording, it's Luigi's Mansion 3. Have either of you had a chance to play this? I know Pixel, your copy came this morning. It did. With the wrong keyring. Yeah, they gave me the wrong damn keyring. I was like, what pre order you. So, you know, it's that uh, kind of the ghost dog's name, that Polterpup, is it? Oh, uh, Polterpup. Yeah, so in all the advertisements, there's this little Polterpup keyring, and I was like, oh, that looks so good. Ordered it, and they sent me a little fluffy Luigi hat keyring. Good. <laughs> The Polter Pup looks really cool as well because my friend got one and posted some pictures oh, on, yeah. thanks, uh, on Twitter. Thanks, it's like this really hard acrylic thing that glows in the dark. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Just, just sorry, sorry <laughs> to rub the nice. salt in there. <laughs> it's worse because like most of the pre-order stuff I get, I, I chuck or give away because it doesn't bother me. But key rings are like the one thing I'll keep because I can chuck them on my keys and mm-hmm. they're not in the way and they're not clearing up anything. And I really wanted that one. How many key rings are on your keys? There's about five at the moment. Five? I think so, yeah. What keyrings have you got on there? So I've got a Pikmin keyring. Of course. I've got the pre-order one for Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. I've got the Luigi's hat now, which is really annoying. You've actually put that on that floor. I have put it on. pick yes. up so much dirt. It's fine. I don't drop my keys. <laughs> they go in my pocket. At least I know when I need to wash my pockets. And um, the other one was one that my missus made me out of like cut leather, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's oh. nice. Is that five or is that four? I can't remember. Numbers are hard. And there's a bottle opener, but that's not really a keyring. It's a... How deep are your pockets when you've got like <laughs> five or six <laughs> things on your keys alone? I tend to chuck them in my coat pocket, so. Oh. What if you're not wearing a coat? What do you do in summer? I go in my backpack, so I either have a backpack or a coat. Okay. <laughs> well, they go in my missus' handbag, so I don't have to deal with them. <laughs> oh, God. What about you, John? Have you got or are you getting Luigi's Mansion 3? I've got it. I've only had time to play for like an hour so far, though. Okay. But what I have played has been really promising. I think like the animations are so much fun. It, if they made a movie based on this game engine, I think that would be fun to watch. It's just so high quality. Even the opening uh, alone, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's the best they've done with a Mario narrative yet. It's just so fun to see them interact with each other. I think that's its like major selling point. It probably is the best looking Nintendo game right now in terms of like sm- how smooth and animated it is, graphically complex, but it's just like the finishing touches on it. Because I played the demo hmm. EGX and it just looked ridiculously good. Yeah, I, I suppose Luigi's Mansion's always been a little bit of a, a visual showcase. Like the, the GameCube game was kind of like a glorified tech demo in some uh, instances. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon was one of the best-looking 3DS games. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it is one of the best-looking Switch games. Um, and because it's like fixed cameras all the time, they can be really uh, specific about how they treat their lighting. Everything kind of looks pristine at all, at all points. Just all like the little uh, the ghosts that go around, like just doing their own thing, and they react to when you come into the room. It's just like loads of tiny little details like that that just kind of make it stand out above most of the other Nintendo titles. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do want Next Level Games to do something else after this one. It's been way too long since they've done Punch-Out or Mario Strikers. 
Or just anything that isn't Luigi's Mansion. I'd take Luigi's Mansion over both of those. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's been, ele- I think, 11 years since Mario Strikers charged. I would love a new Mario Strikers. It's been so long. I'd have preferred Mario Strikers to Mario Tennis, to be honest. Hmm. Like, Mario Tennis was fun, but well, I think Strikers is probably a little bit better. I mean, I think I'd agree with you. I would choose Luigi's Mansion over Mario Strikers and Punch-Out!, but now that we've had Luigi's Mansion, I just want something a little different. Are you going to pick it up, Steve, or are you hot, so- like a solid out on it? I don't know. I can't decide. I, I think I probably will end up picking it up. Yeah. It's, it's just it's a split between this and The Witcher at the moment for me. I don't know where I want to put where I mm. want to put my time. Well, Luigi's Mansion has a ghost dog. The Witcher doesn't. No, I know, but if I don't if I don't play The Witcher, Pixel's gonna he's he's never take played my firstborn child. <laughs> no, I've never played The Witcher, no. To be fair, Luigi's Mansion's what, like, 15-hour gameplay? Whereas yeah, mm. The Witcher's, like, 200. Yeah. <laughs> so on the value That's for true. money scale, if we're just equating time, which we shouldn't do with video games... Uh, more, more of the fact that if you're going to play both, you should probably just play Luigi's Mansion first, otherwise you'll never get to it. If I, right, if I, if I buy Luigi's Mansion, I'll play it, it'll take me up to Pokemon, which we've, we've already established I need to get on day one, so I can talk about it here, because I was told off last week. <laughs> so then, that's Pokemon, that's probably going to be like 20 hours plus. When am I playing The Witcher? When are you going to finish Link's Awakening? I know, I still haven't finished Link's Awakening. I want to play Oberdin. As well, that's on my list. There's just too many games. People need to stop making games. <laughs> <laughs> and then the game I'm about to talk about, I'm really excited about. On Tuesday the 5th of November, Just Dance 2020 is coming out for Nintendo Switch. Oh, and Hell Nintendo yeah. Wii. Nintendo oh, yeah. Wii is, is still pumping out games for... The, for no Wii why. U though, right? It's no just Wii, Wii no Wii just U. Just Wii. <laughs> Oh, There's yeah. one guy in a production line at the factory, isn't they? Just printing these Wii U discs. Yeah, Wii but discs you, could, you could play the Wii version on the Wii U. It still work, right? It'll just yeah, I guess. That weirdo <laughs> mode, <laughs> which comes with 40 new songs, including all the, including the only one on the list I've heard of, Baby Shark. So Ooh. we can dance to Baby Shark. Baby yeah. Shark on the go. You can yeah. do it on the train. You can do it yeah. anywhere you want. Just put it on <laughs> on the handheld mode. Take your Joy-Con and. Hand it to a stranger, yeah. get them to dance with you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the advert where they're doing it on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> During takeoff. <laughs> Can we get that big panda guy to like come on the plane? Remember him from E3? <laughs> the Just Dance Panda. He was great. <laughs> and then on, on Tuesday the 7th of November, two of the hottest games of, of the year, Super Street Racer. I don't know why there's a colon in the title. It's just in the most bizarre place. And um, Garfield caught Furious Racing, which Hell feels yeah. like it probably should have a colon in the title. Um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so two racing games coming out. We we clearly haven't got enough kart races. That SpongeBob one wasn't enough for the Switch, so we've got Garfield now. But what makes Garfield it's, so furious? Because he looks really happy in me. He hasn't got lasagna. He's going to get, he needs his lasagna. He's going to race home for it. Okay. Someone's stolen the garlic bread. Makes sense. Do you think this will steal the Mario Kart's <laughs> top spot of bestseller? Oh, easily. Oh, this is going to sell... I think it would be a 100% attach rate. 40 million sales <laughs> for this one. <laughs> how, was the, how was the Sonic car race? I presume you've paid some of it, John. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um... To me, I feel like when I play other kart races like like Sonic Team, Team Sonic Racing and Crash Team Racing, um, they're good, but 
I go back to Mario Kart, and to me, it, it just feels so much better <laughs> than them. But they're not bad, but they're good alternatives. And then, as I said, Super Street colon Racer. Uh, looks like you, it's like a JDM-style do up your car and race it around. Like uh-huh. for Speed Star. Yeah. If you're looking for a new racing game, Thursday the 7th of November is the day for you. Okay, so main topic this week... Nintendo released their uh, sales figures for the last quarter. Uh, Headlines such as Link's Awakening sold 3 million units in 10 days, and Nintendo Switch has sold a total of 41 million units now. Uh, pretty pretty crazy uh, figures. Um, we've also got... Um, uh, what else is in there, Pixel? Oh, Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> I bullet pointed it for Mar- you. Did you? Where is it? It's on oh, the dark. Shit. There it right. is. In the dark. So, yeah, Switch has sold 41.67 <laughs> million you. units, and most of them were between July and September. So, I think that's most likely due to the Switch Lite and new models launching. Mm-hmm. I think they confirmed that Switch Lite sold was 1.95 million units between. Um, so, th- these records end on September 30th. Mm-hmm. So, with, between the 21st and the 30th, it sold that much. Which is the majority of that quarter. Yeah. That's quite impressive. I wonder if they'll hold on to that through the holiday period. I reckon so. Uh, Switch Lite plus Pokemon, that is just... That's that's going to be disastrous for sales. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'd be interested to see how much Pokemon sells during its first like quarter. I think it's going to do really well. I mean, Let's Go is currently at 11 million. Yeah, Let's Go uh, didn't do as well as I think they thought it was going to. It's hard to say because it's actually selling on pace with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Like they, they're higher in their lifetime sales, but at the same point in the same amount of time, they were mm. at 11 million as well. So I, I think Sword and Shield might be able to sell as well as the core games, if not better. I don't think there's been a Switch iteration that's sold worse than the 3DS iteration yet. Makes sense. And Link's Awakening, 3 million in like 10 or 11 days. This one's a bit iffy because is the 10th to the 30th 10 days or 11 days? Do you count the 30th? When did they finalize the figures? Yeah, I'm not sure. So yeah, but that's actually selling faster than Breath of the Wild did during the launch, presumably because more people have Switches. (laughs) It's also on the Switch Lite launch day too, so that kind of helps it too. Yeah, I suppose a lot of people pick that up Mm. alongside their consoles. Still very impressive, though. Like, Wind Waker HD on the Wii U sold, I think, 2 million units, and A Link Between Worlds sold 4 million in its lifetime. Uh, so it feels like this is probably going to be the best-selling 2D Zelda by the end of the year. Probably. I'd love to see Link's Awakening come to Switch, though. Yeah. Sorry, you just mentioned it, and I'm getting flashbacks, and that's, like, the one title I really want on Switch. You mean Wind Waker? What did I say? Link's Awakening. I'll have that, too, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Wind Waker's the one Zelda game I want as well. It's mm-hmm. not it's not brown, so it's good. Oh. Steve's got this thing about Ocarina of Time. He refuses to play it game. because it's, it's too terrible. brown. No, I, Wait, have, of, not... I thought it was talking about Twilight Princess. Nope. Ocarina of Time's not too brown. It is. It is. Go back and play it. It's really fucking brown. I... Is it... <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Are you talking about the N64 version or the yes, 3DS version? N64 version. Uh, Castle Town is a bit brown. Every other area, though... Like the the dungeons, they're not too brown. The Hyrule Field's just <laughs> completely green. Zora's Domain, that's blue. Okay, maybe, okay, I'm never ever going to live down the fact that I do not enjoy that game, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I feel like you looked at one building and just said, that's too brown. The entire game must yeah, be too brown. Yeah, I looked at the Deku well. Tree and I was like, no, that's too brown. I don't want to. <laughs> Did you get past the Deku Tree or not? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I got to the bit where I was adult Link, so, you know, I must have, right? That's a way in. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> Smash Bros. Ultimates now taking the second top, spe- top selling spot, knocking Super Mario Odyssey down. Damn. Which was kind of expected, but it's just slowly creeping. I wonder if it'll overtake Mario Kart eventually. Mm, no, I can't I see don't it know. Mario Kart. Mario Kart seems like the game you go in, you buy two games, one of them's Mario Kart, and the other one is is like Zelda or Ma- or Mario Odyssey or Smash. But everyone gets mm. Mario Kart because it's like the perfect multiplayer game. It'd be interesting to see next year if Animal Crossing overtakes Smash. Because it did yeah. on 3DS. Animal, Cro- Animal Crossing was like two or three million higher than Smash 3DS. So I guess we'll see. How did uh, Dr. Kawashima's Brain Training or Brain H do? I, f- I feel like that was a really popular game. Uh, on, on DS it sold really well. There was a 3DS one though, which I think kind of went under the radar. Yeah. I don't remember a 3DS one, so yeah. Well, we got it, like, I think two years after America for some reason. Okay, it sold 19 million copies as of 2015. God damn. Maybe, maybe, maybe Dr. Kashima's Brain Training will be one of those little hidden ones. My mum played, played the hell out of that game. The marketing for it was, like, super heavy on DS, though, and there's barely been anything for Switch. Yeah, it was, mm. I just remember seeing, like, it was, like, Holly Willoughby or whatever on the TV adverts, and she'd be, like, just sat in her living room, drinking a cup of coffee and doing some... Sudoku and adding up three plus four equals seven, and feeling really good about itself. It's <laughs> <to> basic maths. <laughs> Do you guys remember? Um, there were some Dragon Quest ads in the UK with Jedward hosting them. No, oh, I don't wow. remember those. It, it oh was my God. truly awful. It was so bad. I think I think it was like Dragon Quest Nine or something. Or Dran- yeah, Dragon Quest Nine. And they'll just shriek about like, "Oh, I've got the best armor. You should buy Dragon Quest as well." It was so bad. That's absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And people outside of the UK have no idea who Jedward are. They're the worst people. <laughs> I, I don't know. I quite like that Eurovision entry. That was fun. <laughs> They're still the worst people. <laughs> what else, Pixel? Oh, I'm leading, am I? All right, then. So Nintendo yeah. has seen Because I, 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 I fucked it up, so you have to take over. All right, then. So apparently Super Mario Maker 2 is this fiscal year's bestseller, hitting 3.93 million units since release. It's good. I'm not sure if... It, I think it could have done better than that, though. I didn't pick it up. Did you guys pick it up? I did. I, yeah. I, I did get it, but I don't continuously play it, whereas I did on Wii U. Did you get... I presume you got it as a review an early... Yeah. Would you have bought it if you weren't provided a review code? I think I probably would have, but it's just... It feels so iterative over the first game. I think the first game wowed me. I don't feel like this is doing that anymore. More of the same, though. Just... Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it for me was I had already had my 2D fix from New Super Mario Brothers U. Sure. So I was like, I don't really need to play yet more of this. As fun as it was making some levels, I, I realized pretty early on that I'm terrible at making levels, and I could leave <laughs> that to Nintendo, and uh, I would I would have a better time just playing them. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It's just when I see games like Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild sell so fast. Um, Mario Maker is still doing good. But I feel like it could have done so much better than that. Yeah, I I don't know. Wasn't it crammed in between two other releases? Uh, yeah, I think it was Fire Emblem and Astral Chain, mm. um, which they, they aren't the biggest games though. They shouldn't have really slowed Mario Maker down. I suppose not. It's just noise though, isn't it? When you've got it's like this last quarter, it's just game after game after game. I'd be surprised mm. if any of them sold you know as well as they would have if they were just released kind of month on month. I mean, rather. yeah, 
That is a good point. Like Mario Maker on Wii U had nothing to compete with, mm-hmm. whereas on the Switch, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff. And next up was Fire Emblem Three Houses, which hit 2.29 million units, and apparently it's close to becoming the best-selling title in the future for the franchise. Yeah, I, th- I think Fates currently has the record at 2.8 million, but Fates technically came in like three different versions, so does that even count? Oh, I don't know, Pokemon Sword and Shield <laughs> when they do their, uh, Pokemon Let's Go games when they do their kind of stats, they bundle yeah. them together, so. Well, Fates is kind of different though, because they were entirely different games, they're just oh, different really? chapters of the same story, yeah. Hmm. I don't know then, Te- maybe technically it is the best selling already then, if you count it as I guess the best selling one version, yeah. yeah. I don't, did you pick it up Steve? I think you skipped Yeah, I've played, five, I've played five minutes of Fire Emblem. Wow. Very impressive. Yeah. About as much as Link's Awakening. Yeah, about as much as Link's Awakening. No, even less than Link's Awakening. I didn't even get to the point where I chose my house. That's how far into Fire Emblem. Oh, man. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and Pete's really upset about it because it's his game of the year so far. Uh Uh-huh. I I just don't think I'll be picking it up. It just doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. Do you not like having tea with... <laughs> with your with your students? No, no, I'm good with that, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh so generally overall, Nintendo's seen a year on year increase, so this year compared to last year, of thirty six point seven percent in the hardware department. So they're selling more as time goes on, which is good to see. And thirty eight point eight percent with software. And three DS is dying in a ditch. Oh. How is it not dead yet? How are they still making two DSs? I don't, I don't know. I think Mario Kart 7 is still selling somehow. <laughs> that game's always on the charts. <laughs> Just Dance is probably coming as well. God knows. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> do you think this is it? Is, is a 3DS done now? Or do you yeah, think they're going to gonna keep so. iterating their third pillar phrase until it explodes or something? <laughs> well, when was the last 3DS game? Was it... I can't even remember. I guess Persona Q2... Yeah, must have been. Oh no, they did. They, I think Yokai got a uh, one as oh, well. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I think the last Nintendo published one might have been Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, which must have just completely <laughs> came and went. Like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know anyone who bought that game. No one tweeted about it. No, it, that was a Wii U port, wasn't it? Uh, Epic Yarn was a Wii game, so it's. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. It was a weird game. They 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 added power ups to a game that never had power ups, and it just like threw the balance off. <laughs> So it wasn't great. So it made the Kirby game even easier than a Kirby game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, I hope 3DS is dead. <laughs> well, I, I think we, everyone's been hoping the 3DS is dead since the Switch came out and that they would focus uh, entirely on the Switch, but they kept having like 3DS sections in the N- Nintendo Directs and everyone was like, just shut up about it. They're mm. gone now, aren't they? Like, they don't have any slots anymore. No. Yeah, it's been a while. Fingers crossed. And in the digital and mobile department, um, their digital sales are up 83% compared to last where, year. Where is that from? Is that mainly Pokemon Go? I don't think they count Pokemon Go in there. No. that's I think yeah. that's separate, isn't it? Yeah. So that must be like... This year, they was was Animal Crossing Pocket Camp this year or last year? Last, last year, yeah. So yeah, this year would have been Dr. Mario World and Mario Kart Tour, unless mm. there was something else I've forgotten about. Didn't Cart Tour come after the financial year ended, though? You're right, yeah. So, Dr. Mario World couldn't have done that well. <laughs> <laughs> and this is including, like, Switch digital sales as well. It's, like, digital oh, sure. and mobile. They've bundled oh, it together. Oh, okay. 
Uh, yeah. It's all those it's all those game tickets they've sold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're counting online subscriptions too. So it's kind of like just digital revenue coming in. I mean, that's a cheat if that's what they're doing. It is a bit of a cheat, yep. They probably just didn't want to say how bad the mobile games are doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like a few units have sold more. Nothing else really interesting. Um, but we've just got the holiday period around the corner. So I, I think it's probably going to be safe to say they're going to smash their records with Pokemon and Animal Crossing just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Pokemon Sword and Shield will be the best-selling game in a long time for the Pokemon franchise. I think X and Y were the best-selling 3DS games. Um, well, Mario Kart 7 was the best-selling 3DS game. But X and Y were the best-selling Pokemon games at 16 million, I think. Mm. And it's been a while since Pokemon has got higher than that. I think the DS games did all right. But um, the original Game Boy games were over 20 million, and the franchise hasn't gone back to that since then. I don't think it's going to go that high. But I can see it being like 17 million, 18 million. Do you think it'll overtake Smash? Probably not, but maybe. I feel like the backlash going against Sword and Shield right now will not affect the sales in any no. possible way. I think people are going to buy it anyway. Um, and especially because the, the, the casual fan base has no idea there is a controversy going on. They're just going to buy the game regardless. I think, like, it's, what are the controversies? The, not every Pokemon National decks. Yeah. National decks and a tree that looked a bit funny. Yeah, <laughs> was there anything else? I don't think so. Does does anyone even like with Sun and Moon? There were I think four three hundred and fifty Pokemon to catch, and then if you wanted the rest of them, you had to transfer over from previous games. Mm-hmm. So to complete the Pokedex in Sun and Moon, you only needed to catch the get the Pokemon that were in that game. So three hundred and fifty. I doubt there are that many people who transferred over every Pokemon just to complete the national decks, which isn't even a thing you have to do in the game. I imagine there are a lot more people just complaining about it. Probably, yeah. But yeah, I think Sword and Shield is going to sell really well. Yeah, just because they do like the double editions and like they have separate pre-order bonuses compared to like the single editions, I can imagine like hardcore Pokemon fans buying like not just both copies but potentially three just to get all the extra little bits. And I think maybe that, I think that might help push up the sales too. Yeah. That happened with um, Breath of the Wild because I remember when the Switch launched and the first time they had the figures come out, it was that Breath of the Wild sold more copies than the number of Switches <laughs> they'd yeah. sold. So people mm. had clearly bought their like limited editions and then also another copy. You can also buy the digital version of Sword and Shield and get a steelbook for some reason. So some people might do that and also buy a physical version. How, how is that working? Are they posting you the steelbook? Yeah, so you, you buy the game from the eShop and they give you a My Nintendo voucher so you can get the steelbook from my Nintendo. And what do you put in that? Uh, no cartridges? Yeah, just no, you, you just stare at an empty cartridge slot. <laughs> wow, great. <laughs> yeah, then that you have to buy useless. the cartridge to put in it, you know. Exactly. It's genius. <laughs> Did they just print too many steelbooks and they were like, shit, what are we going to do with these? That's, that's probably exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Which version are you picking up? I'm probably going to get... Shield. I think Galarian Ponytas looks really cool. Is that the selling point for you? Yeah. It was either Galarian Ponyta or Surfetched. And Surfetched is really cool, but Galarian Ponyta has a certain charm to him, her. Okay. So Surfetched is only in Sword? Yes. Right. Last yeah. sold Sword for me then. I was going Shield, but if I can only get Surfetched in Sword. Mm. There's also the exclusive Gym Leaders too. We don't really know that many of them yet. There's the Onion guy. He's a ghost thing. I think that's his Japanese name, Onion. I can't remember his English one. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And then the uh, fighting type one, they're the two that are switched around that we know so far, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. But like, there's that... Um, I can't remember who reported it. Somebody said there were like 18 gyms and they had to be corrected. Yeah, that was Game Informer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there probably is... I reckon most of the gyms are going to have like a variation of some sort. if Because they must have got that figure from somewhere. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that would Considering add up. Considering they spent like three months at Pokemon or whatever and were like had exclusive access to Game Freak. Yeah. It, see, it seems a bit weird that they'd say that only to go back and go, oh, no, we were wrong, sorry, we misreported that. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine, like, what's that? There's normally, like, eight gyms in a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. If there were two variations of each, that'd be, what, 19? So it kind of pans out that, that, that there might be m- some variations. Simple maths. Quick maths. <laughs> Great, let's start to catch him as brain training in action, like, <laughs> That maths. is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much it for this week, right? It is, yeah. It's been a quiet week. Not, not much has really gone yeah. on, news-wise. <laughs> last week, the, like, it took us so long to get through the app this week. The releases last week were ridiculous. Uh-huh. Uh, but this week, just Garfield Furious Racing. That's just the one that we're all waiting for. It is, yeah. <laughs> is that available to pre-order yet, you know? Yeah, you can pre-order it on the eShop. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, get it preloaded, Pixel. You can, it'll unlock at um, midnight on the 7th. <laughs> I might have to switch regions to New Zealand to get it early. That's how excited I am. <laughs> so, John, where can people find you online? They can find me at John Combs on Twitter, and I also work for Game Explain, which is a YouTube channel that uploads videos about video games. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to episode forty-six of the podcast. I'm sorry, I'm the world's worst host. He was meant to be here, but he went into a Halloween party instead or something. I have no idea. So lazy. Yeah, really lazy. He never does any work around here. Uh, but you can find us online, twitter.com slash lootpots, lootpots.com. We're lootpots everywhere. Join our Discord. The link's in the show notes. And we'll see you on the next episode.